the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Richard Lawler and Jacinth Baker are still dead. And they're buried not too far from where the NFL opens its season tonight at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. It's also where Ray Lewis is going to be inducted into that Hall of Fame on Saturday. It's a big deal for the NFL this weekend. Now, there's no denying that Lewis is, uh, you know, one of the all-time great linebackers, and he's a slam-dunk Hall of Famer, first ballot guy. Nobody's disputing any of that. But there's also no denying that Ray knows who killed Lawler and Baker. Happened back in 2000, so after the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Uh, Lewis was charged with murder initially, but ended up copying a plea and was charged, ended up uh, taking a, a plea. Uh, and pleading guilty to the uh, obstruction of justice. He got a year's probation. That's only a misdemeanor, obstruction of justice. So he and some guys uh, he was out with that night got in a fight with Baker and Lawler and a few other guys. And according to some of the stories I read just in the last couple of days, uh, Baker and Lawler were no saints. Um, They may have, you can never say somebody asked to be murdered, but they may have been asking for trouble, and they may have started it. That, of course... You don't deserve to die for that, but that's just so you know. It's not they didn't. These two guys had something to do with it themselves too. Uh, but um, they, they they went out with a few other guys. Uh, Ray Lewis did, and they ran into Baker and Lawler and some other guys. They got in a fight. Baker and Lawler ended up getting stabbed, and they both died. The prosecutor in Atlanta went after Lewis on a murder charge, but got him to flip on his two buddies. And from some reports I read, the prosecutor had been out of practice for a long time. He was a DA, but he wasn't, he didn't really in, involve himself in a lot of actual trial duty. And he saw an opportunity here to make a name for himself, and he jumped in and did a really bad job uh, on, the, on the prosecution. So it was a fair trial, and the jury, uh, uh, he did a terrible job, but they, did, they got a, few, a fair trial. But the jury acquitted these two guys in less than three hours. And it was fair, and that's how it works. I mean, you know, just ask OJ. You can kill somebody, and everybody can know you did it, but 12 people have to be convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that you did it for you to go to jail for it. And that's what happened here. And during the trial, uh, it was shown that one of Ray's buddies had actually bought three knives that day, and nobody else has been charged with the murder. So there's not much doubt that one of them is guilty of murder, one of the, one of the two guys with Ray. And there's not much doubt that Ray knows which one, or if not both. I don't know. Maybe both of them were involved. There were three knives that were purchased. I I don't know all the details, but two guys are dead. Nobody else has been charged. There was blood everywhere, including on Ray Lewis's jacket, which never was seen again. They disposed of it. There was uh, blood in the limousine that they were driving in. Ray ended up having a great career, though. Hey, won a couple of Super Bowls. They built a statue of him and put it in front of the stadium in Baltimore. Uh, Jacinth Baker and Richard Lawler, they got tombstones. They're still dead. It's going to be a pretty tough weekend for the Lawler family up there in Canton. They have to watch their town. Uh, You know, the the town of Canton is going to make Lewis the toast of the town. He's a big deal up there this weekend. Meanwhile, Lewis found religion, and he's tried to project a good image. And the sports media will be slobbering over him at every opportunity these next few days, beginning with the game tonight. I don't know what the procedure is tonight. The the Bears and the uh, Ravens actually play tonight. And so the fact that the Ravens are there makes it that much of a bigger deal for Ray Lewis, and they'll be slobbering all over him. Just trust me. And he is a big deal in in Baltimore, kind of like, you know, maybe Jack Lambert here without the murder charge. So... I looked for some stories in the Baltimore media about Lewis yesterday and today, and there's really very little mention of the incident in Atlanta. But that incident's one of those things that if you're going to write a story about um, Lewis, you, you have to mention it. At, at some point, you got to at least throw a couple sentences in there that you know that he got involved in a murder in in uh, 
2000 down in Atlanta. Most of the stories are about what a great player, which he is, and what a, what a great player he was, and an inspirational leader he was. But here's what somebody named Childs Wilder wrote about Lewis last week. I found this in the Baltimore Sun. This is what was written. Set aside those naysayers. It was, it was a glowing piece about Ray Lewis, what a wonderful player he was, and how he's been just a great uh, asset to the city of Baltimore, and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, the just Childs, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, Childs Wilder, he or she wrote, uh, set aside those naysayers who've never gotten past the murder charges he faced in 2000 after two uh, men were stabbed to death at a Super Bowl party he attended in Atlanta. Those charges were dropped, and Lewis became a greater, greater hero than ever before in Baltimore. Now, I don't, I don't think the writer wanted it to make it sound like Beating the murder rap made him a greater hero, but that's kind of what it sounds like to me. And, you know, Richard Lawler's mother and brother over there in Canton, they're just naysayers if they're upset that their relatives are dead and nobody's paid the price for it yet. It didn't take too long, by the way, for the race card to be played in Baltimore. Uh, according to the stories I read, the Ravens fans, and when Ray would go into the uh, uh, black neighborhoods, they would tell Ray that they were okay with him and tell him that he was railroaded, probably, of course, because he's black. Not because, you know, two people are dead and he was there and had blood all over him. It was somebody had something in for him and he, you know, he was just a, he was a victim. So anyway, as Ray went on and had a nice career, I don't know when, they, when he started doing the ridiculous dance under the goalpost during uh, pregame introductions. Uh, and it became such a big deal that the statue that they ended up uh, building for him, instead of him being in a football pose or, you know, just an adult man standing there, maybe with his helmet under his arm or something, the statue is of him dancing. A really stupid dance, by the way. So let's not be naysayers, though, and say that Ray actually had anything to do with the murders. But would it be unfair to say that maybe at least one murderer is out there walking around uh, free, who could have been put away, you know, if Ray had testified against him. Nobody in the media would ever think of making Ray uncomfortable by asking him if he feels any guilt about that. And nobody's going to want to, you know, ruin his party in Canton this weekend. I mean, it's the Hall of Fame. Come on. Got a big induction speech. Or they don't want to embarrass any of his six kids that he's had with four different women. But let's not be judgmental. After all, you know, Ray's a Hall of Famer. Now, if you, if you want to get an idea of just how nauseating his expect, uh, acceptance speech is going to be on Saturday, just listen to this. It's uh, Steve Harvey, you know, the Steve Harvey show, asked him, Ray was on the show, he asked him, you know, hey, Ray, how did you get through this just difficult time that you had to go through in Atlanta and you, and you came through it? How did you do it? Because, man, you've been through a lot, you know, man. I, I remember when the incident in Atlanta happened. Yep. And I was I was a fan of yours then. Mm-hmm. How did you overcome it? Do you think it it'll ever be behind you in the minds of people? How do how do you how do you handle it? What's you know your what? perception? You know, and and I was I was very open with how I shared Atlanta in my book because I wanted Atlanta to be heard from a young black kid because that's what I was then. Mm-hmm. I realize now. That some things, some pains, you have to go through. Yeah. You can't go around. Yeah. You can't take a detour. Yeah. You got to go through it. Right. And if I had to go through that to be sitting right here, then so be it. Yeah. I'm good with myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and that's how, thank you. And that's how I took Atlanta and I said for everybody who told me what I wouldn't do, mm-hmm. still got to watch me. It's easy to to, to want to be liked. I don't want to be liked. I want to be respected. Mm-hmm. And if you pay attention to my story enough, you'll realize I'm the same man I was then. I just cut loose some people that weren't supposed to be on my train. <laughs> How about the applause for Ray there, huh? I mean... <laughs> And and um, he got through it. Two guys are still dead, but but Ray he just plowed his way through it and went on to have a great career. And he talks about it as though 
him being part of i mean i'm not again he didn't he wasn't convicted he, he the charges against um well, they were all the, the two who actually went on trial for murder were exonerated and ray uh, pled to uh an obstruction of justice so i'm, I'm not saying that I, I think he committed the murder but what i'm saying is he was there that night and two people are dead and he had blood all over him and his friends had blood all over him and somebody who was with him that night committed a murder and he's now turned it around, and he's actually saying right on there, there on national television, that uh, it made him a better person. And it, so, and since it did, you know, it's kind of all worthwhile. You know, I mean, also a couple of guys are dead, but look what it did for me. It just turned me into a the wonderful person you see me sitting here today. And I guess he was there on Steve's show to talk about his book. And I don't know what the t- title of the book uh, is. But it should be Richard Lawler and Jacinth Baker are still dead. We'll be right back. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and Speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. We get many people that have not gotten well with traditional medicine. At the medicine shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills, good health is often a gut-level decision. About 70 to 85 percent of your immune system's in the gut. As a child, your thymus gland is actually your immune system, and babies are born with hardly any flora or minimal amounts. And through exposure to dirt, things they suck on, their mom's antibodies they get from breast milk gradually just builds up over time. Always start with the gut. When you have somebody has an illness, the normal bacterial balance that's supposed to be there is typically not there. They could have yeast overgrowth, parasites. They could have just an imbalance of bacteria. And many times that's just evaluated by history or we can do further testing that they can do at home. We look at a systems-based approach. So you have your immune system, your GI, hormones, energy, cardiometabolic, and all those systems work together. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop, 888-865-9595. This is Mike Howard, General Sales Manager at Salem Media Pittsburgh. You've heard me recruit for salespeople for quite a while now, always looking for professionals who just have to be in the sales arena because they love the hunt for new business, have those antennas up, and just simply know how to get appointments. Well, I'm here to tell you that is still exactly what I am looking for, but not just to be in radio. Salem Media Pittsburgh truly is much more, so much so that all of our team's titles have changed to Integrated Marketing Strategist. What that means is we now incorporate everything regarding digital marketing into our daily services, from web design to social media and reputation management, plus all things digital marketing, including retargeting, Facebook, SEO and SEM, and much more. So if the sales skills I mentioned before apply to you, plus you have a knack or even experience in digital marketing sales, you definitely need to contact us. Would you do that, please? Log on to SalemMedia.com and click the Careers link and search Pittsburgh to apply. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us. 
Plus offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And their no-loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Our phone lines are open at 844-302-1250. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Welcome back. You can uh, call me uh, at 844-302-1250 if you have any comments on uh, Ray Lewis or anything else that I'm going to be throwing at you here, uh, including this. Um, Nice story about the New York Times... And they had a little announcement today that they hired somebody, uh, a nice young woman, to their editorial board. Uh, Sarah Zhang, I, I, I think I'm pronouncing it right, uh, J-E-O-N-G. She's from, uh, grew up in South Korea. Uh, says Sarah Zhang is joining the New York Times editorial board. And uh, it says here, we, we would like, uh, what would it be like if we all deleted Facebook? What does the future of online privacy look like? Why can't the tech industry diversify? Are monkeys allowed to sue over copyrights? And what in the world is Cockygate? To answer questions like these, the editorial board will soon be turning to Sarah Zhang, who will join us in September as our lead writer on technology. Sarah will also collaborate with Susan Fowler-Rigetti, our incoming tech op-ed editor, and Kara Swisher, our latest contributor on tech issues. Sarah has guided readers through the digital world with verve and erudition. I think it's erudition, or is it erudition? Erudition. Uh, anyway, staying ahead of every turn on the vast beat that is the Internet. Nice little you know press release. She arrives most recently from The Verge, where she's a senior writer. She also authored the book The Internet of Garbage, which examines the many forms of online harassment, free speech, and the challenges of moderating platforms and social media networks. So congratulations to Sarah Zhang being added to the editorial board at the esteemed New York Times. And now here's a tweet from Sarah. Okay? Are you ready for this? This is a tweet from Sarah from a couple of years ago. Dumbass bleeping white people marking up the Internet with their opinions like dogs pissing on fire hydrants. That is a tweet from Sarah Jong. Are you ready for another one? Oh man, it's kind of sick how much I how much joy I get out of being cruel to old white men. And then this one. Are white people genetically predisposed to burn faster in the sun, thus logically being only fit to live underground like groveling goblins? Uh, would you like another one? I dare you to to um, get on Wikipedia and play things like play things like people can definitely take credit for. It's really hard. Um, and then this one: white men are BS. Only it doesn't say BS. No one cares about women, and you can threaten anyone on the internet except cops. Uh, a couple more here. I just realized why I can't stand watching Breaking Bad or Battlestar Galactica. The premise of both is just, quote, white people being miserable. And this last one. White people have stopped breeding. You'll all go extinct soon. This was my plan all along. Now, Sarah Zhang, that's the new editorial writer at the New York Times. Now, apparently... Roseanne Barr was their first choice, and she turned it down, so they went to Sarah. Because, you know, <laughs> Roseanne Barr. So, wait, so, so of course, Twitter went insane today um, when this came out, and people found her tweets. You know, here's the thing. Uh, in 2018, you may think that something you did four or five years ago on some Internet platform is not out there anymore, or that nobody's ever going to find it, they'll find it. And they found it on her. So the Internet just went insane, just went crazy over it. And uh, obviously, um, mostly conservative responders, respondents, I guess is the word, uh, you know, people who just don't like the New York Times, 
So now I have a feeling that if if this these comments were made about some group other than white people, that she would have been fired by lunchtime today. Okay, she'd be out right now looking for a job, or oh, she's still, or maybe she'd be fired from the job she has, and then still not get the job at the New York Times. Um, but it was white people she trashed, and so here's what the New York Times did. Did they fire her, or did they say they couldn't fire her because she hadn't started there yet? But did they say, well, you know what, the deal's off, we're not hiring Sarah? No, they didn't do that. There's a story from the AP. The New York Times reaffirmed its support Thursday for new hire Sarah Zhang after social media criticism of her tweets from several years ago that were derogatory of white people, with both the paper and the writer saying the comments were Zhang's response to online harassment she had been receiving, but that she regrets her language. So people were being mean to her, and she said this stuff, and that justifies it, and then she regrets it anyway, so she's okay. She, she regrets it, so... If you're if you're a liberal and you regret it, it counts. If you're a conservative and you regret something you said, nobody wants to hear it. So um, this is what the this is what the uh, Times went on to say in its statement on Twitter. The Times said, "Quote: Journalism and the fact that she is a young Asian woman have made her a subject of frequent online harassment. For a period of time, she responded to that harassment by imitating the rhetoric of her harassers." She sees now that this approach only served to feed the vitriol that we too often see on social media. She regrets it, and the Times does not condone it. The Times said it reviewed Zhang's social media during its vetting process, and then in her comment, Zhang posted examples of the kinds of harassing tweets she's received involving calls of violence and racial slurs aimed at her. She said she had thought of her comments as, quote, counter-trolling. And that while it was intended as satire, I deeply regret that I mimicked the language of my harassers. These comments were not aimed at a general audience because general audiences do not engage in harassment campaigns. I can understand how hurtful these posts are out of context and would not do it again. Now, this story goes on to say here, in February, the Times hired and then revoked its offer to Quinn Norton to join its editorial board after controversy over tweets using gay and racial slurs, as well as referring to her friendship with a neo-Nazi. In announcing the revocation, the Times said the information was new to them. So the New York Times says they knew about this, uh, that uh, the stuff that uh, Sarah Zhang did, and, and there, so therefore it's okay that they knew about it. And it, it, they, I guess they're beyond criticism for knowing about it and then hiring her anyway. And the new defense, I guess from from here on out, the new defense, if you say anything on Twitter, Facebook, I guess anywhere, if you put it out there and it's a little bit offensive to one group or another, or maybe a lot offensive to one group or another, all you got to do is say, it's their fault, they were beating up on me, and I responded, so blame it on them. They were mean first, and I was only mean in response to their meanness. That's what this idiot is saying, and she is going to be on the Times editorial board, which is obviously just one more reason not to ever pick up or go online to read a copy of the New York Times. But this this is just this is just too good to be true. So I, I don't know how much more you're going to hear about this. You won't hear about it anywhere in the New York Times or on in any liberal media. Um, but if this, if if you just took these tweets and substituted any other uh, ethnic or racial uh, group, this person would be eliminated from that job. So uh, seriously, be over by lunchtime. And she's not only is she not going to lose her opportunity to go to work for the New York Times, she's being supported by the New York Times and told that she's wonderful. Well, when we come back, we're going to uh, switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk about stealing the vote, S-T-E-E-L-I-N-G, the vote. And uh, we're talking about stealing votes like in an election. We're going to do that when we come back. And uh, stick around. Our phone number is 844-302-1250.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Security officials say Russia poses a continuing threat to American elections. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen says U.S. elections remain under threat. Our adversaries have shown they have the willingness and capability to interfere in our elections. FBI Director Christopher Wray says Russian interference hasn't been as intense as it was during the 2016 presidential election. We are not yet seeing the same kind of efforts to specifically target election infrastructure, uh, you know, voter registration databases in particular. What we are seeing are the malign influence operations, in effect, information warfare. John Bolton, National Security Advisor, wrote in a letter to Senate Democrats that President Trump has not and will not tolerate interference in America's system of representative government. On Wall Street, the Dow down by eight points. The Nasdaq rose 95. This is SRN News. What happened? You used to go hours without visiting the bathroom. Now it seems like you're constantly getting up to go, and you're even getting up at night to go. This is not okay. Listen, the makers of Super Beta Prostate, the number one prostate formula, are introducing a new wonder pill, Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced, with three key ingredients that are great for your prostate. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. To celebrate, we're sending free bottles to men who want to cut down on bathroom trips. Yes, your first 30-day supply is free. Pay shipping and handling. Just dial pound 250 on your mobile phone and say the keyword radio offer. Early research suggests that an ingredient in P3 Advanced may help support a normal prostate size. Combine that with a reduction in bathroom trips and you have a formula you'd be crazy not to try. Try P3 Advanced free. Dial pound 250 on your mobile phone and say the keyword radio offer. Again, dial pound 250 and say the keyword radio offer. Dennis Prager tries to understand the left's latest outrage. I don't know how they sleep at night since they believe in all of their hysterias on the left. But the latest uh, for the left uh, is straws, plastic straws. They don't enjoy you having much joy. It is an amazing uh, phenomenon of the ascetic religion of leftism. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Interest rates are rising, central banks are tightening, and the easy money party is over. Winter is coming, which is why thousands of copies of the highly anticipated book, Gold is a Better Way, have already been sold even before its official release on August 14th. In preparation for the coming economic crisis, Adam Barada, the author of Gold is a Better Way, is hosting a mega retirement webinar. Thousands will attend. During this live webinar, Adam will show you how to protect your retirement from the 10 biggest threats facing the market and the economy, and how you can get the book and free access to the Gold is a Better Way platform right now. This once-in-a-lifetime webinar is on August 7th. Plus, Adam is giving away $10,000 worth of gold to lucky attendees. Text GOLD to 49776 to claim your free ticket now. Get the insider information that could save your retirement just by texting GOLD to 49776. Text the word GOLD to 49776. Standard text and messaging rates apply. Of 28 major metropolitan areas. Only one U.S. mass transit agency, New York's, had higher total operating expenses per revenue hour for buses than the Port Authority of Allegheny County. As a recent study by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy recently noted, bus service is inexcusably costly and imposes far too heavily on taxpayers and turnpike users. Learn more about the Port Authority's outrageous cost structure at AlleghenyInstitute.org where conventional thinking has been challenged since 1995. From college choice to scholarships to internships, there's a lot riding on those SAT and ACT scores. I'm Christopher Rico, and at Tricycle Learning Company, I'll show you ways to increase those scores and maximize your college opportunities. I'll teach you how to approach the test by breaking it into its basic elements, showing you how to convert stress into motion, along with tips and tricks to get you through and improve your score. Move forward with Tricycle Learning. For individual or group sessions, visit tricyclelearning.com today. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway East, got a disabled vehicle on the outbound side past Boulevard of the Allies. Now on the inbound side, it's heavy edge with Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. And also on inbound Parkway West, still looking at a lot of delays there. Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound 65 crawling along from 19 up to Elizabeth Avenue and slow outbound 28 from the Parkway North to the Highland Park Bridge. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Cloudy skies for tonight, muggy with a passing shower. The low tonight, 65 degrees. Tomorrow, remaining considerably cloudy with a couple of showers in the area, high 79. Mostly cloudy and sticky tomorrow night, low 63. For Saturday, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, warm and humid with a high of 85 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So I'm watching Tucker Carlson last night on Fox and something jumped out at me. A guy from an organization called Public Interest Legal Foundation is on to talk about voter fraud. And he starts talking about what they found in Pittsburgh. And a study they did called Stealing the Vote. S-T-E-E-L-ing the Vote. That guy is Christian Davis, and guess what? He's here right now. Christian, thanks for being here. It's, it's Adams, John. Big fan of yours. Oh, used to watch what, you on uh, TV. Yeah. Did I, what did I say? Did I say Christian? Davis. Oh, I, have, I have Adams right in front of me. I don't know why I No did worries. That. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, sorry about that. You're a Pittsburgh guy, right? Uh, Greensburg, right. Grew up, uh, uh, grew up in Greensburg. Great. So how is the vote being stolen, and, and how likely is it to be stolen again in November? I guess you, you probably saw that... Um, there's a lot, to, a big to do in Washington today about how they're they're expecting more interference and they're not going to put up with it and blah blah blah. Yeah, this is the real foreign influence in our American elections. You know, we went to Allegheny County and asked them uh, last year for all the records of non-citizens who've been on the rolls there, John. And there's been a problem with PennDOT for two decades. They were screwing this up and they were letting aliens get on the rolls. And what we were harvesting from government records were all the instances where they actually got caught. And there's some pretty amazing stories, like a, a Cal U of Pennsylvania student who said, you know, he signed up during a drive. His name's Alistair. We got all the records. You can look at them on the web at publicinterestlegal.org. And he's like, look, I'm not a citizen, and I've been voting in presidential elections, and now I'm, I'm sorry. Please take my name off the rolls. I mean, that's one of many examples like that just in Allegheny County. And how has it been able to go on for 20 years or more? Well, a couple reasons. Number one, Harrisburg is hiding the, the information. We had to sue them in federal court because Pedro Cortez, who was the Secretary of State until he resigned last year, probably over this, uh, was not giving up the information. Every reporter at the Post-Gazette, the Tribune, Review, uh, Philly News ought to be hounding Harrisburg for this data. What was happening was that PennDOT was asking people when they went in to get their driver's license, you know, Motor Voter, remember 20 years ago they changed that law? When they went in to get their driver's license, they were asking, do you want to register to vote? Well, the problem was they were asking non-citizens, they were pushing non-citizens to register to vote, and, it, you know, the whole system was screwed up on the computers. And so all these people for 20 years were getting on the voter rolls in Pennsylvania who were not U.S. citizens. Wow. So I know it's always hard to separate the two, but uh, is this more government corruption or ineptitude? I'm, I'm guessing a little bit of both. Little bit great. Exactly, John. It's a little bit of both. It was ineptitude for 20 years. But as soon as we found out in my organization that this was a problem in Pennsylvania, it was like pulling teeth. We couldn't get any answers out of Pedro Cortez, who was the Secretary of State. He wouldn't give us the documents, which we had a right to under federal law. You have a right to them under your state FOIA law, too. And they absolutely wouldn't give us the documents. We're still in federal court right now in Harrisburg trying to pry this stuff out of, out of the Pennsylvania Secretary of State to show us how bad the problem really is. This seems to happen a lot with government. I mean, it's happening now in the Mueller investigation, and co the, the Republicans in Congress are begging for information that they are entitled to and it, it this seems like a, you know a similar situation where you're you're going to be considered guilty by people if if you continue to stonewall investigations and and requests for information that people have a right to get exactly and and the problem is we hear so much about foreigners influencing our elections Look, you can read our report. You mentioned stealing the vote. We've even it's in black and gold if you look at it. I made sure of that as a as a fan. Uh yeah, I'm in Washington now, but I, I, I love going back to Pittsburgh. We've got people like this woman named Beulah. Uh she was a victim of identity theft and someone registered to vote under her name. We've got this Sudan refugee from Sudan named Sadiq 
who, who went to Allegheny County and told them, like, look, I told these people I wasn't a citizen, and they registered me to vote anyhow. I mean, we've got the actual documents. You know, I told you we're trying to get it from Harrisburg, but we went down to Allegheny County, and we picked up their documents just for Pittsburgh, showing all of these aliens were getting on the voter rolls and voting in Pittsburgh elections going back to the 1990s. We name them. This isn't some fantasy. You can look up the actual records right at our webpage. Well, is uh, and we're talking to Christian Adams of the uh, uh, Public Interest Legal Foundation. Um, is, but is this is this a concerted effort by either Republicans or Democrats or both, or is it just something that's just kind of happening because of stupidity on the part well, of the government? Well, they designed. They designed a broken system with Motor Voter in 1993. It was a paper registration system for what's now a digital world. And so it's, it was this crazily vulnerable way to register to vote, which you do at PennDOT now. And so there's a little bit of ineptitude. But now, you know, they can fix this, but they want to hide the ball. I mean, that's what politicians always seem to want to do when they screw things up. And that's what the Pennsylvania Secretary of State is doing now. But, um, you know, anytime someone suggests that there is a, a voter fraud going on, especially when, when it's suggested to Democrats, they roll their eyes and they act like, you're, you know, you should be wearing a tinfoil hat, that you're, there's something wrong with you, or you're a racist. But it's happening right under our noses here. And, and, um, and, and, and it, seems to be, it seems like you're having trouble finding people in the government who care. Well, that's unfortunate, John, because I can remember, you know, back in the old days when, when I was a kid watching you in the, in the 1980s, I think all of us, Democrat, Republican, whatever, would agree that if we knew there were hundreds or thousands of non-citizens on Allegheny County and Pennsylvania voter rolls, everybody would be mad about it. Everybody. Democrats would say we've got to fix this. Republicans would say we've got to fix this. This is just another example of how the world has changed. It doesn't matter if we have a report with the actual documents showing non-citizens voting. These people just want to pretend it doesn't exist. They must like who they're voting for. So uh, the state's stonewalling, and I guess the counties, everybody's stonewalling. Has it made it impossible to determine just how widespread the problem actually is? Absolutely. That's the problem. Pennsylvania went out and hired, first of all, expensive outside lawyers to fight us. They're still fighting us. Then they hired expensive outside consultants to try to mess up the, or, or, or clean up their mess, and they're hiding even that. They don't even want to tell us how much they're spending and, and who's doing the work and what are they doing, all stuff we have a right to under the law. They're hiding. I mean, I'm, folks, this is, you know, you, you hear all this stuff about Russia. Well, this report shows that it's, it's Mexico, Canada, Germany, all these foreigners are voting in your elections in Pittsburgh and Allegheny County, surrounding areas, and the government of Harrisburg is doing all they can to hide hide the ball. Again, I I, I don't want to. Uh, I mean, I, maybe I'm just not getting it here. But are they giving it a reason for stonewalling just because they yeah. want? What what is it? Some are they trying to legitimize the stonewalling? Without trying to sound like the lawyer that I am, there's a federal law that gives us a right to publicly inspect these records. It's a federal law in Motor Voter. It's the same part of the law, the law that has registration at PennDOT. And we asked to go look at these records, and they're saying, hey, it involves aliens, non-citizens, and, and we're not going to let you see any of the list maintenance, the government election records relating to, to foreigners. We're just not going to let you see the records related to foreigners. That's been their answer in legal briefs. And, and you can read the legal briefs. They're out there at our webpage, the government of Pennsylvania, says they're not, uh, they don't have to disclose information about foreigners on the voter rolls. But, you know, you and I, we're, we're using the term government, and, but these are actual human beings. So is, is, there a, is there a culprit you can name? Is there somebody, is it, is it the yeah. Secretary of State now? Who, who is it? I mean, who could I call on the phone and ask uh, to see the stuff that you say I'm uh, allowed to see? Right. The current Secretary of State is a guy named Robert Torres. He's appointed by the governor of Pennsylvania. The previous Secretary of State was Pedro Cortez, and he resigned as soon as we started uncovering this mess. Remember, he resigned last fall, and this is probably the reason he resigned, is because he's sitting on a big, stinking pile of foreigners on the voter rolls in Pennsylvania, and he's doing all he can, and his successor's doing all he can, and probably the governor's office is doing all they can to prevent this bomb from going off. 
And we're, we're talking to Christian uh, Adams of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. Now, I saw you on Tucker Carlson last night, and as soon as, I, as, soon as you said Pittsburgh, my ears perked up, and I <laughs> wrote your name down and then got it wrong on the radio. But I, I did. I wrote, right. <laughs> I wrote your name down, and I said, I've got to get this guy on. But you were obviously not on the show last night just to talk about Pittsburgh. So your organization is not just focused on Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania, right? Correct. We, we've been doing election litigation to clean up voter rolls all around the country. We're, we got a similar problem in Harris County, Texas, which is Houston. Sounds like an Oilers-Steelers thing, I guess. Houston, uh, well, I guess now it's the Texans. Uh, Houston has got a similar problem there with aliens on the voter rolls, and they're not giving it up. So if you don't show your records, if you don't give the people the right to look at the scope of the problem, the, the record showing how bad it is, we sue you in court to get them, and that's what we're doing. And I'm still, I'm still having trouble grasping this, because are they, are they covering it up because they don't want to get caught being either corrupt or stupid, or are they covering up because they like illegals voting? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Look, I don't want to sound too much like a lawyer, but it gets into the federal law that does the public information law extend to aliens on the rolls. It says, and there's case law, uh, John, where it says it extends to all records. That, that was decided in the Virginia, uh, in the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, where it's every single bloody election record you can look at if it relates to list maintenance, who, you know, cleaning up the rolls. And Pennsylvania's just not giving it up because they've got a terrible story on their hands. What would happen, John, if, if 8,000 or 10,000 people were legally removed from the rolls? You would have the Democratic Party. You would have all the activist groups screaming bloody murder. But if we've got thousands of aliens on the rolls, which we know we did in Pennsylvania, uh, they try to cover up the stink. That's a good point. If it were working in reverse, where the government uh, refused to give the information or the, yeah, the, the information uh, that they had that they had to show that they could justify removing them, there would be rioting in the streets. You can't, you, you know, and it's, it's, it's just the same thing. It's people who are voting aren't supposed to be voting. It's, it's not good. Right, and you've got the Post-Gazette uh, helping Harrisburg out with what I call controlled detonation stories, where the, the government, the Secretary of State in Harrisburg, is giving the Post-Gazette information they won't give us, which we're entitled to under federal law, so they can get a favorable story written. It's, it's corruption in a variety of, of, that, uh, of, of species. That was my next question, Christian. Uh, I saw the story in the Post-Gazette, and it claimed that there were only 8,698 potentially ineligible voters. That's not enough to get too many people. That's, they're, and they're only potentially ineligible. That's not enough to get anybody upset. But you're saying that number's a joke? Well, first of all, which 8,000 want to volunteer to give up their vote? I mean, you know, you're a U.S. citizen. That means there's 8,000 people out there possibly canceling out 8,000 American votes. And, you know, we have elections decided by a coin toss in this country sometimes. So it doesn't matter how much voter fraud is okay. I mean, are we, are we okay with 800 aliens on the rolls, 8,000, 80,000? We know there's at least 8,000, but we're entitled to know how bad this mess was in Pennsylvania for the last 20 years and who's responsible for screwing it up at PennDOT. Last thing, Christian, what is, is it upside down? Is there, should there be more concern and attention from the media on what you're talk, you and I are talking about right here uh, than there is on the Russian stuff? Is, is this having more of an effect when you took, look at the whole country than Russia could ever have? You know, the president appointed me to his election integrity commission, and we found out that there wasn't a single vote that was changed by Russian intervention. No vote was cast. No votes were manipulated in computers. It was all propaganda, the kind of stuff that we've been dealing with from Moscow since 1917. But when it comes to what we're talking about, John, now, aliens on the rolls in Allegheny County, those votes were cast by foreigners. Those are influencing our elections. That, to me, is way worse than simple propaganda games. Not as sexy, though. Right, and not it's not Trump who did it. <laughs> yeah, oh, true, and it's not the Russians and the you know the evil Russians. So, uh, well, I appreciate you being on. I'm glad I uh, happened to catch you on uh, Tucker Carlson, which I watch just about every night, and I think I've seen you on there before last night too. Right, yeah, I've been on all the shows on Fox. I think it gets your own show on there. What are they waiting for? Uh, maybe another Steelers Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, hey, Christian, thanks a lot, man.
Okay, John. Take care. Yep, that's Christian Adams, not Davis. I got his name wrong. I hate doing that. And I have it written down right here, and I said I saw Adams and said Davis. Anyway, uh, thanks to him. And we're going to come back and hear from uh, a person I like a lot, and that's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Summer is flying by. Take some time for family fun with a day at Waldemere and Waterworld. Brave the waves or sit in the surf in Waterworld's giant wave pool. Share some action-packed fun in the Battle of Lake Erie Water Playground with slides, tipping buckets, and over 100 water features. Plus, there's the Kids Slide and Spray Zone for our younger guests and their parents, an endless river, and a wide variety of body and tube slides, like the exciting Cannon Bowl that sends you around and down the 30-foot bowl at the bottom. There's also convenient cabanas and umbrella tables available to rent for the day. Then dry off and enjoy Waldemere's thrill rides, family rides, and kiddie land for your little ones. Plus, Waldemere has arcade and midway games, free shows, gift shops, delicious food, and irresistible treats like creamy fudge, French waffles, and elephant ears. And all parking is free. For hours, discount tickets, Wally cards, and advanced rental of cabanas, umbrellas, and lockers, visit Waldemere.com. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? We know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure you have a retirement that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too. With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how, for 25 years, the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today, 724-884-1496, or visit them at MarleyFG.com. People come in with health concerns and we try to address those at the root cause. At the Medicine Shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb has conducted over 3,000 consultations with pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. I actually got my nurse practitioner in family practice, and I've always wanted to practice getting to the root cause because in family practice, I felt like I was giving a pill for the ill. It's always pharmaceutical-based. You really didn't get to the main problem that caused the symptom. Just an example of you have heartburn. There's many reasons for acid reflux or heartburn, and some of those reasons could be not enough hydrochloric acid, where traditional medicine blocks that, and as we age, our body typically doesn't even make enough as it should to break down our food. And a lot of people want to get off their proton pump inhibitors, and we had a little protocol to wean that very slowly so they don't have rebound heartburn. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills. 888-865-9595. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. Ah. That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Selling mattresses the traditional way isn't the best way. Most are made in a large factory and shipped hundreds of miles to a retailer's warehouse, where the retailer then marks them up and up before finally selling and delivering them. At the Original Mattress Factory, we take a straightforward approach. We have eliminated the extra steps and created a direct line from our factory to you, saving you hundreds of dollars. So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So listen to this uh, exchange today between Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Jim Acosta of CNN. Follow up on, uh, on Sarah's question from NPR. She asked you about Ivanka Trump's statement that the press is not the enemy of the people. And she asked you whether or not the press is the enemy of the people. You read off a laundry list of your concerns about the press and, and things that you feel like are misreported, but you did not say that the press 
is not the enemy of the people. And I, I, I think it would be a good thing if you were to say right here uh, at this briefing that the press, the people who are gathered in this room right now, uh, doing their jobs every day, asking questions of officials like the ones you brought forward earlier, are not the enemy of the people. I, I think we... We deserve that. I think the president has made his position known. I also think it's ironic. I'm I'm trying to answer your question. I I politely waited, and I even called on you, despite the fact that you interrupted me while calling on your colleague. I said it's ironic. Which is why I interrupted. I'm trying. But if you you finish, if you would not mind letting me have a follow-up, that would be fine. It's ironic. Jim, uh, that not only you and the media attack the president for his rhetoric uh, when they frequently lower the level of conversation in this country. Repeatedly, repeatedly, the media resorts to personal attacks without any content other than to incite anger. Uh, The media has attacked me personally on a number of occasions, including your own network, said I should be harassed as a life sentence, that I should be choked. ICE officials are not welcomed in their place of worship and personal information is shared on the Internet. When I was hosted by the Correspondents Association, of which almost all of you are members of. You brought a comedian up to attack my appearance and call me a traitor to my own gender. In fact, as I know, um, I'm as far as I know, I'm the first press secretary in the history of the United States that's required Secret Service protection. The media continues to ratchet up the verbal assault against the president and everyone in this administration. And certainly we have a role to play, but the media has a role to play for the discourse in this country as well. If I may follow up, if I may follow up, excuse me, you did not say in the course of those remarks that you just made that the press is not the enemy of the people. Are we to take it from what you just said? We all get put through the ringer. We all get put in the meat grinder in this town, and you're no exception. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. I wish that that, that had not happened. But for, for the sake of this, this room, the people who are in this room, this democracy, this country, all the people around the world are watching what you're saying, Sarah, and the White House for the United States of America, the President of the United States should not refer to us as the enemy of the people. His own daughter acknowledges that, and all I'm asking you to do, Sarah, is to acknowledge that right now and right here. I, I appreciate your passion. I share it. Um, I've addressed this question. I've addressed my personal feelings. I'm here to speak on behalf of the President. He's made his comments clear. And that's the name of that tune. Uh, Jim Acosta is pretty annoying. Um, and a lot of what he says is true, by the way. But he's a whining, sniveling weasel. And he, he got what he deserved from Sarah Huckabee Sanders today. And he's supposed to be a reporter. He sounds a lot like an opinion guy when he does his uh, routine in the press room. See you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.